TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The defense has been immovable in the three biggest games of the season and what we thought was going to be the most important stretch of the season to the point where it's safe to say that the 49ers rate were never even really, truly, truly threatened in any of these games. Even the one last night which, you know, that Ayuk had that drop and Robbie Gold missed the field goal after the drop and that left the door open. Even though the door opened for Seattle, they were never really standing on the front porch knocking. No, that game was no closer than either of the other two that Purdy has played in. All because of the same thing over and over again. A defense that doesn't allow more than a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey being the center in the offense and them having the ball more than half the time. Uh, they they are now in the last uh, for the last three games they've run the ball about 56% of the time which is extreme by modern NFL standards but it's not extreme for them because that's who they are they're a team that will crush you with ball control as though it were 1980 and it's no more complicated than that I mean get yourself a bell cow right and even with running backs that Kyle Shanahan has had confidence in he's never quite used any of them like the bell cow that Christian McCaffrey's become and the 49ers by the way are now 7 and 0 in games that he started this year last night the offense run 61 plays 34 of them for Christian McCaffrey, he has 26 carries, 108 yards, a touchdown. That's 4.2 yards per carry, six catches for 30 yards. And look, there's an awful long team history involving the San Francisco 49ers. And Christian McCaffrey, Ray, I think it's safe to say he is already, no matter where this year goes, no matter how it ends, just based on what we've seen so far, he's already in the team photo for one of the best midseason trades in team history. Yeah, you when you were talking about Kyle Shanahan, the only thing I could think of was, yeah, he's probably executive of the year. Um, you know, however you feel about his coaching one way or the other, and I think he's coached brilliantly because he knows what his philosophy is and he achieves it more than half the time or more than two-thirds of the time. But getting McCaffrey at whatever the draft costs not only saved their season, it makes them a Super Bowl contender because I think without that, without him... You know, Brock Purdy's in a whole lot more trouble, and they're in a lot, a whole lot more trouble. I mean, well, there's every, there's every game no would have to look transition, right? Yeah, every I mean, game would have to look like a Baltimore Ravens game because yeah. they'd have to they'd have to keep teams in single digits to win. But McCaffrey is he's the get out of jail free card that Debo Samuel was a year ago, and it's you know that's why you know Kyle Shanahan, the Wheeler Dealer, is the guy who won this 
if you're talking about anybody who wasn't a player. It's him on the phone with the guys in Carolina. The 49ers have now won the NFC West with three weeks to play still. This is the earliest that they've won the division since 2011, which just happens to be the last season that they swept Seattle. Uh, they're 5-0 and in the NFC West for the first time since 2002. And Seattle last night gets held to 13 points. That's seven weeks in a row of holding opponents under 17 points. This defense is absolutely cooking with fire. There is no doubt about it. And that's what makes them a bona fide contender. Along with... It's the rare universe where a third-string quarterback has not meant a drop-off, <coughs> pardon me, in offensive production. It's, it's really, it's, you can't count on it. And I know that, you know, you wrote on the defector today, he's a system quarterback. Look, if just any quarterback being plopped in this system was an instant success story, there would have probably been someone who had a modicum of success beyond Jimmy Garoppolo. And I would also say, Ray, that... Saying that any quarterback is a system quarterback is like saying that quarterback also wears a helmet. They're all system quarterbacks. It's just well, what system are you in? How well do you fit it? How quickly can you be coached into it? Well, that's, I mean, that was my point. System quarterback is not an insult. System quarterback is a guy who does what his coach tells him to do. And the guys who get called system quarterbacks tend to be guys who are winning. And, you know, Brock Purdy is no more, no less than that. And... You know, he's 3-0, and so it doesn't really matter about any of the rest of it. You know, but the system is clear. And it is clearly advantageous to him because it asks very little of him. And he hasn't made any mistakes along the way. So he's done everything required. Plus, he's been fine. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's no more system-based quarterback than there are alphabet-based writers. It's, it's the tools that you use to have success or failure with. And... Given his starting point, given his pedigree or lack thereof in the eyes of every single draft pick that was taken ahead of him before the draft ended, and you know, it who knows where it ends, but the start has really been remarkable. I mean, it's it's a remarkable story, and I gotta tell you, there's a little bit of Kyle Shanahan that I think has maybe found a quarterback. Uh his next quarterback and you know, he, he's he's already completely comparable to you-know-who. He really is. And look, I'm not here to bag on Jimmy Garoppolo. We've done plenty of that. And without Jimmy Garoppolo, there was absolutely no bridge to build to a winning season this year, much less a division title. Garoppolo's presence alone allowed Shanahan to groom Brock Purdy and get him ready for this moment. You know, you had heard Shanahan say, I've 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 never had a third quarterback on my roster that I, I like as, as much as this guy. And that sounds an awful lot like coach speak and, you know, just getting way over his skis trying to be supportive of a kid on his own team. But I think we're we're starting to see what he's talking about. As a matter of fact, Kyle Shanahan even said that Brock is the most poised rookie He's had since coming to San Francisco. Here's Coach Shanahan. 
He's definitely the most um, poised rookie I've ever had. He's been like that since he's gotten here. From what I hear about him in college, I think it was very similar, you know, just starting as a freshman. I mean, he's been great. I mean, he was poised all week. Even him being unsure of whether he'd be able to go or not, you know, I think that was uneasy for him because he didn't know what to expect until he got in the game. Under our circumstances, uh, we didn't have any other options or choices. We we're going to see how long he could last, and we were ready to go with Josh. But he just he got comfortable and got better as the game went, and it was pretty unbelievable. Look, uh, he doesn't have the physical traits of a track star, and he doesn't have the, the rocket arm. It's about making the right choices in the 15-yard box that Kyle really likes to operate his entire offense in. And look, I you know, this, this sounds like an insult. It's not an insult. It's an observation. But Purdy, until the league adjusts to him, and that adjustment is coming. It's not going to be all smooth sailing here. But Purdy seems to be as productive as Jimmy in year six. And Purdy's started two games. You know, fair or foul, that's just the way it looks right now. And I think that Kyle Shanahan, the coach, really likes this guy, and I think Kyle Shanahan, the GM, absolutely loves him. You bring back Brock Purdy and Trey Lance as your quarterbacking room next year, Ray, you're not even spending $10 million on your entire quarterbacking room. That allows this team to continue to build the system around him that we've been talking about. But Kyle Shanahan hasn't given that a moment's thought because he knows that the future doesn't have to be worried about until the present is done. I mean, Brock Purdy could go out on next Sunday and stink the joint out. And Kyle Shanahan understands that. You are confronted by the problems that you look for only when it's time to look for them. So he doesn't have to think about 2023. He doesn't have to think about Trey Lance. He doesn't have to think about Jimmy Garoppolo until he, you know, gets healthy again. The only two quarterbacks in his world are Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. And you might start seeing some Johnson now that some Josh Johnson now that uh, the, uh, <laughs> trying not to let people run away with it dirty minds that they are the only thing they have to do about Purdy is get him enough reps so that he's comfortable without endangering his health I'm telling you if they could sign a third string quarterback named Schmecky that would be incredible wouldn't it only for you <laughs> uh, George Kittle who had a monster game last night talked about the confidence of this third string quarterback who has been elevated to QB1. He's been confident since he got here. He's got this He's got this edge to him. I don't want to say it's a chip on his shoulder, but he's just got this confidence to him. And he, we've seen that in OTAs when we drafted him. He came into training camp as a three as a third QB, and he won the second spot. And then he's been, he was the third uh, quarterback for the first two weeks. Trey gets hurt, Jimmy goes in, and Brock's going against, you know, against the best defense in the league for the last 13 weeks. So he's bringing it every single day. And I mean, I would watch those practices. You know, like offense goes for 10 plays, and we sit, we watch the scout team offense go against our starting defense. And he's out there doing everything he can to shred them and just try to slice and dice him as much as he can. So I think he got better from that. I mean, when you're competing against that D-line and that secondary linebackers, you got to get a little bit better. And uh, he definitely has. And this confidence, we saw it in preseason too. Like, he threw an amazing pass to Ross Dwelly against the Texans. He's not he's not scared to make big throws. And he's also not scared to use his legs. And you got to love that about him. And uh, having a mobile quarterback like that who's willing to, you know, risk his body, you got to love it. 
Brock Purdy is the first 49ers quarterback since Jeff Garcia back in 2001 to be at least 9-for-9 nine nine in an opening quarter. He completed his first 11 passes last night. Purdy is also the first NFL quarterback to register 175 or more yards passing, two or more touchdowns, and a passer rating better than 115 or more in each of his first two starts since Aaron Rodgers in 2008. And I'd like to bring you back to Aaron Rodgers in 2008 and point out that that was his fourth season in the NFL. That was already his fourth season. We're talking thousands upon thousands of practice reps with seven appearances over the course of his first three seasons. Obviously, he didn't play much behind Brett Favre, but he tasted some NFL action and he studied for three years looking, watching, Purdy's been here since training camp, and he just had a debut and stretched it over the course of a couple games here that is reminiscent of Aaron Rodgers. When you talk about, you know, a guy who, what, fell in the first round to the guy who fell all the way to Mr. Irrelevant, it's just, it's unbelievable that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brock Purdy are in a same historical sentence about early season success because it just should not be that way. His two touchdown passes mark his third consecutive game with two or more touchdown passes. The longest streak by a Niners quarterback since 1970 and the first in the NFL since Justin Herbert back in 2020. You start factoring in price points on this guy. I mean, the decision has been made, kids. I know we're not talking about next year, but... Uh, I, we have very much likely seen the last of Jimmy Garoppolo and send him off with nothing but bouquets of flowers. That guy has done more than this team could even ask him to do. But it looks like there is a solution in Mr. Brock Purdy that is on the precipice of becoming a significant answer, Ray. Uh, would you at least join me there? I'm I'm not joining anybody anywhere only because... We thought we'd seen the last of Jimmy Garoppolo last year. And we thought we'd seen the last of Jimmy Garoppolo when they drafted Trey Lance. Um, everything about this quarterback room has been fluid since the day they traded for Garoppolo. And so I'm not staking a, a tent pole anywhere on this. Uh, they have options that they didn't think they had. I will grant you that. But, you know, there are still three more games to go and a postseason. And there's plenty of time to do more evaluation there. And, you know, it, at some point, he is going to have the difficult game because the opponent gets diff more difficult once January hits. And that's when we'll find out. We don't find out because they beat a, a Seattle team that's, you know, up on blocks right now or, or a Tampa team that's injury-wracked and old or even a Miami team that has already shot its bolt. Um. The thing about Brock Purdy is he has run the offense that he was given to run. And he's had the benefit of having the ball more often than not with a defense that has had an 8-to-1 turnover ratio in the last three games. It's, and he's got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, he's, he's, been, he's been Garoppolo. That's how good Garoppolo's been. If you want to rave about Purdy, you've got to rave about Garoppolo, too, because he's doing the same stuff the same way. Right, but the difference is one guy is in game three, the other guy's in year six. Okay, but Jimmy Garoppolo was a, was a house on fire in his first five games, and then he settled into something else. 
All I'm saying is I don't know what Brock Purdy is yet. And I don't He's know that anybody else does either. He's off to a great start. That is what we do know. And what I think we might also know or infer is that George Kittle might have played his best game of the year last night. I know he's had another game where he has scored two touchdowns, but what they 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 lose in Atlanta when he did that, right? Was that the, that game? I have to I, I don't even care. I want to talk about what he did last night. Four catches. Yeah, that was uh, Arizona. Thank you. Four catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. His 54-yard receiving touchdown. Play it for me, Grandy. Play the 54-yarder, please. Birdie. Great protection and wide open is Kittle. Roaming free. Diggs can't take him down. Nobody else can and it's a touchdown. 54 yards. Wide, wide open along the sideline. Now Michaels on uh, Prime Video. And of course, that wasn't even the play that left everybody talking. The double fake toss that was taken like a page right out of a Bill Walsh film session. Uh, it was it was just some beautiful football at times in this passing game last night. George Kittle becomes the ninth player and third tight end in franchise history with 5,000 or more receiving yards in his career. He was a blocking machine last night. He wiped out the defensive end, the outside linebacker on that Jordan Mason run that took him, you know, he basically, he took the guy he was blocking from the hashtag to the midfield. I mean, he just... Kittle was awesome last night, and he said it meant an awful lot, not only to win the division, but to do it up in Seattle. Well, first off, like, this stadium and th- these fans, like, they're fantastic. I know, like, you feel their hate, and you just got to love it. Because I know, like, n- our our Niners fans, we hate them. They hate us. But just, like, it's a fantastic atmosphere. It's always so loud. The fans bring it every single time. Being able to win here means a lot. I, I really learned that when we played with Joe Staley, and he just talked about how hard it is to win here. You know, he's had big games here where he's won. He's had big games where he's lost. And kind of channeled my Joe Staley energy tonight. I definitely thought about that. I just remember when we beat him in 19, and Joe was crying coming off the field. It's just like... You feel that, and you do realize how hard it is because, you know, you don't get to this situation very often. I know my tight end coach told me last night in however many years, I think 15, 20 years he's been coaching the NFL. This is like, this was his fourth or fifth opportunity ever to clinch a division. And so he's like, they don't come very often. So don't let this opportunity pass. Like, bring everything you can tonight. You're going to get a couple days off. Doesn't matter how tired you are, bring it every single snap so we can celebrate. And, you know, just got to take that to heart and go for it. Tip of the cap to the San Francisco 49ers. It didn't look like this is the position they would be in after the first couple weeks of this year, after the decision to turn the reins over to Trey Lance blows up with a broken ankle, after then Garoppolo playing some of the best football of his career. He goes down in a heap, and now here we are, and they have won the division. Kyle Shanahan was asked if they had set their sights on actually chasing down that two-seed. I mean, this isn't our final goal by any means. I'm very proud of our team and what we accomplished throughout the year to get to this. Our goal is to get in the tournament, and we accomplished that today. But um, now it's all trying to set that up to be the best situation we can and uh, hopefully get some of our guys back, too, in the process. And look, that's more important than any seed. I mean, if they got a system that beats football teams, having a healthy system is more important as to even who they're playing. I really, truly believe that. So hopefully over the next few weeks, Debo returns. You know, Kinlaw gets better. Um, If we're looking at uh, little tweaks to Javarius Ward, who, man, he was fantastic last night. And he had a big, big assignment. And he was very good. And then, of course, it's Nick Bosa. 
I mean, God, Nick Bosa. If if he stays healthy, Ray, he's going to have a bust in Canton. 15 and a half sacks this season, 15 and a half sacks last season. He's the fifth player since 82. That's when the sack actually became official uh, to record 15 or more sacks in two of his first four seasons. The other guys are Hall of Famer Reggie White, Hall of Famer Richard Dent, Hall of Famer Andre, Andre Tippett, and Arizona Cardinal defensive lineman J.J. Watt, who's going to waltz to the Hall of Fame when he retires. Bosa is now just one of three players to get 15 or more sacks in two straight seasons before turning 26 years old. And he should have even had another. But unfortunately, he couldn't twist around his body as he was sacking Geno Smith to have Geno land on top of him. He actually landed on top of the quarterback he was sacking. And we all know now that that is uh, sacrilegious. See what I did there, Ray? See what I did? Yeah. Sacrilegious. Yeah, you're a wordplay genius. Enjoy. No, he's a yeah, no, he's a cheater. He's a dirty player, you could tell. How he he used gravity. It's just <laughs> it's criminality of the first order. Should he be is special. From the league. He's special and this is why this team is special. So the one thing that I did want to see last night, didn't even get close to it. I thought maybe 10 or 12 carries for Jordan Mason had to settle on 4. But man, fresh legs cooking up that 55-yarder to ice the game. Like, I I don't think there's any reason for Kyle Shanahan to be shy with him anymore. Like, this kid plays. This kid runs. And he needs more touches. Um, As a matter of fact, Christian McCaffrey starts calling him the closer. Yeah, I called him Mariana Rivera. He's the closer. Um, that you know, it was awesome. That guy runs so hard. And, you know, for him to come in and finish the game like that was was awesome. You know, obviously I had a big workload, but you know, to get some fresh legs in there and to close it like that was was really cool. I was relieved. You know, won the games. So I was so fired up for him and for our whole team. Kid runs hard. He runs low. Shoulder pads. I like it. Knees and shoulder pads. It's, it's just a little ball of fury. Uh, so. Since we're talking about the compliments, Brock Purdy last night says he is not who he is right now, if not for the fact that Jimmy and Trey Lance both really took him under his arm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's special and everything, but man, honestly, I'm just like another component. I'm another piece to this team I'm in terms of a guy coming in, just doing what he's asked of. You know, I'm the quarterback. I have to make decisions. I trust in how the coaches teach me throughout the week. I just try to get the ball out to the guys on time. And honestly, man, I don't think, you know, Jimmy and Trey get enough credit for what they've done. You know, I, I'm just now coming on the scene where these guys have been here, you know, you know, throughout the offseason for Trey and then Jimmy coming in and leading these guys and, and winning, you know. And so for me to come in and I just want to continue what they what they got rolling. So a big credit to Jimmy and, and Trey for what they've done, especially in the quarterback room for the team. I'm just trying to do my part in terms of what, where we're at now in the season. So definitely not you know all praise to Brock and what Brock's done. Those guys, they, they deserve all the credit. So I appreciate those guys. Kid gets it. Kid gets it. That's a podium game right there. He's got a little bit of an on-field game. He's got a podium game that makes the team like him even more, makes the coaches more confident that he's the right guy for the job at this time. Just set up to be a nice end of the year here for the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, next man up, you know, they say it's a mentality. you got to have that mentality. It's a reality for the 49ers. I mean, it really is. I mean, Brock Purdy is obviously an insanely ridiculous example of all that. But just look at last night how that passing game really didn't miss a beat with Debo Samuel out with Brandon Ayuk not having a, a, a 
a spectacular game in any way, shape, or form. Juwan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod both did a great job to combine to replace one Debo Samuel without this team missing or skipping a beat. So that's an awful lot on the coach who talked about, by the way. This is kind of interesting. Kyle Shanahan breaking down how Kittle became so wide open last night. You don't ever expect someone to be that open, but we were hoping to get a call versus quarters um, so you could pump twice and get him to chase Ray Ray to the left and get him to chase our pump to the right. And when that happens, there's no one left for Kittle down the middle. So that's the best opportunity for it to happen, and it worked out perfectly. And then Kittle's got the explosiveness to score. And the second one, weren't expecting that at all. Um, was it? A read across the board and brocked an awesome job when he got to the left so he was going to go to the flat and a number of people jumped christian and uh, they left kittle all alone and it was i think it was a three-man rush which allowed our protection allowed brock to get all the way across the board and make a big time play so it's going to be a really nice 10-day layoff for the san francisco 49ers and uh, they got nothing to worry about they can just watch football this weekend tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.